See, that's why he gave us grace. Because he knows you couldn't love him the way he wants you to love him. So in Acts chapter 11, he says these words to us, verse 1. Y'all don't, no, 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 no. Be, be, if I got you seated, stay seated. Not the apostles and the brethren who were in Judah heard that the Gentiles received the word of God. And when Peter came to Jerusalem, those of the circumcised contended with him, saying, you went into the uncircumcised men and ate with them. Then Jesus understood, Peter understood that he did something that the church didn't quite understand. Based on that, then you got Philippians 4.13 that you love to now say, and you better put it in your spirit, put it in your heart, put it in your mind, and let it permeate itself out of your body. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Now, when you go to the Christian bookstore, one of my ministers enlightened me that you can buy a cup that says, I can do all things. Notice it didn't put the main stuff you need. Christ, who strengthens me. So don't go over there and buy me no cup. Because it don't have all the scripture on it. It laid out, it missed the main thing you need. See, I can do all things. That's the problem. You need the rest of the scripture. So don't go buy me no snow cup. It's at the bookstore, the, the Christian store. I don't want that cup. It ain't got it all on there. So when we look at what God is saying to us today, if you want to unlock the potential that God has given you, and if you want to maximize the growth that God wants you to have. See, many of us have started 2020 with some new lives. I mean resolutions. <laughs> Because most of us even that said, God, I'm going to go to church more. I'm a God, I'm going to be there more. God, I'm going to participate more. And all that, you're going to start off just like you, I do at the gym, wonderfully. <laughs> <laughs> then about March, <laughs> life done took a change. And all that you told God, and, and like, uh, at the new at the resolution starts to change. So if you really want to do what God is calling you to do, and you desire to achieve all that God wants you to achieve, and if you want to have God's favor in your life, then you done made a vow and a pledge to God. See, the word "can't" should not be in your vocabulary. But I'm gonna tell you by what I preached last week. By what what I use that you shouldn't use the word "can't." The difference is you misconstrued something because just because you don't use the word "can't" don't mean you don't understand no. See, our problem is we'll get all hyped up. And say, I, we're going to eliminate the word can't. 
But you cannot eliminate the word can't because can't means if God done told you to do it, you can't say that I can't do it. But here's where no coming in. If God said no, I guarantee you, you can't do it. So we got to learn to understand that the reason why we can't do something is because if God said do it, then we got to eliminate what we done decided and don't use the word can't. But you got to know if God done said do it. See, we get we too busy wanting to achieve that we can't distinguish the things of God. I can do all three things through Christ who strengthens me if this is what God wants me to do. Because my human frailty will say, Lord, I can't do that. And the Lord is like, didn't I say I was with you? Then you can do this. But many of us don't know the difference between can't and no. Most of us want to become when God then said, no, I didn't call you to do that. Most of us want to go farther than where God wants us to be. If you was in Sunday school today, it was a beautiful lesson. Did y'all hear what I said? Y'all remember that place called Sunday school? If you was in Sunday school today, Dr. Pearson and them gave you some great insight on the fallacy of what's going on. Amen. If you would have understood what that temple and what it was all about and how those things came about, you would have reevaluated yourself and said, Lord, please forgive me. Amen. So understand this. You can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. Because it don't matter how old, how young, or how much education you got. You can do all things through Christ who strengthens you if God has called you to do what God has called you to do. God will take you and, and propel you past all of your failures of your past. The thing that stops you is your past because you remember how you failed. But have you ever thought I failed not because of God? It's because that is not what God wanted me to do. Don't you know God put roadblocks up in your life so you can stop you? Because God never said for that for you to do. But see, mama, daddy, doctors, lawyers, Indian chief, friends, everybody that you trust but Jesus tell you to go do this. And God finally blocks it and says, I didn't never call you to that. That's the fallacy of the church is trying to do what God never called it to do. And it's trying to go where God never told it to go. And it's trying to embrace where God never said. And the church is running around saying, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And God said, I never told you that for that purpose. And we get mad. We get mad and disgusted. Because we feel others is trying to stop us from going where we want to go. 
Because we done bought into the myth that I can do anything I want to do. Don't you know that's a lie? Oh no, y'all ain't here. Excuse me. I know I'm breaking American theology. I know I'm in your classes that, that your motivational classes that try to make you become something that you wasn't supposed to become. Then here's the sad part. You miserable because you did not achieve what you thought was the American dream because somehow, watch this, you came to Christ and Christ started to change the way your dreams are because he that created you, he that, that baptized you, he that anointed you, he that gifted you said, I built you for this. So we mad and disgusted. And we sitting in the church. And here's the sad part. We want to say the devil's a liar. The devil is a liar when he's trying to stop you from doing what God wants. The devil will never be a liar as long as he's trying to help you get what you want. Because the devil, holy is his main job, is to get you out of the will of God. And see, no matter how successful it looks, no matter how good it looks, the devil don't mind lying to you so that you can get out of God's will. But I got good news. The best is yet to come from this fault. Because we can do all things. Through Christ going to strengthen us. But we got to understand why Peter was getting criticized. Peter obeyed God and took the gospel to the Gentiles. But the problem with that was that the Jews got upset because they thought the gospel was only for them. Now let me get in my church and let me get in the churches of today. The problem with us today, God did not save just you. He brought salvation to all of mankind. And we get all bent out of shape when God starts to use folk that you never thought that God was supposed to use. We get upset because we think the second coming is only for us. We get upset because we think that God has only anointed us to do something. My Bible says that God said that I gave spiritual gifts. There's only 26. So if there's only 26, there's more people than you that got the gift. Everybody's walking midpoint and say, This is as far as we go. Because this is mine. 
And see, there's some folk that needed to be here today, but the devil didn't let them come today because they knew, he knew, I knew what we was going to talk about. Because the main thing about this stuff is, once you get out of the mentality that this is not yours, that everything in this is God, then God will be able to move in a freeness of who he is. We done got so possessive and protective of our own turf. We got possessive and protective of our own positions. Our problem is that we came from a poverty background. And we done came from a place that we think the only person that we're supposed to receive stuff is ourselves. Oh, you, you see, you're clapping. But watch this. You clapping. But I'm going to stop you from clapping. Because you get upset when God bless others. You want to hoard it. You want to protect it. Because God loved them just like he loved you. But you mad at God because of what God is blessing somebody else with. See, that's how you got so narrow-minded. See, I'm finna break all of this stuff because I don't mind preaching all of this stuff. Don't nobody have to go through an initiation to come in God's house to start doing what God done called them to do. It's not based on you. It's based on him. And you don't have to come through your approval to do God's work. See, who anointed you to watch stuff? Who anointed you the clearing house of what God desires? The reason why we're losing so many young people because God done touched them. But when they come into God's house, everybody wants to say and tell them you can't do nothing. Don't you know the same spirit that got you? It's the same spirit that got them. Now if I do become the moderator, one of the things I already know is it got to get younger to survive. And we need to start putting deuce in these young folk. And start encouraging these young folk. And start making these young folk get up and do what God has gifted them to do. Now listen to this. It shouldn't take 20 years. And it shouldn't take till you die that they are able to get up and do what they need to do. The God I serve is a God of abundance. And he got room for every body. Well, pastor, they can't hold this office. They can't do this. Who said Well, they ain't been here long enough. Why you think they here?
not here to hoard this thing. That's why they leave and break off and go to build their own churches. Not that they do it right. Because eventually they're going to get over there too. But instead, we got to be open enough to, like Peter was saying, I only took the gospel to them because God told me. And God said, give it to the Gentiles. It's not my fault on what God does with the Gentiles. Well, it's not my fault on what God brings to the house of God. But one thing I am going to do, and I don't care who I got to move to get it done. If God sent them, it's my job to use them. Y'all clapping, now let me get back in your kitchen. Oh yeah, y'all love all this clapping. See, you agree till it's time to do it. See, y'all good at, oh yeah, preach. Then when it's time for you to do it, oh, he wasn't talking to me. See, when you start using these words, my ministry, my ushers, my trustee, my choir, my seat, my solo, then you have brought into that possessive nature that is constantly blocking the will of God and able to do what God needs it to do once we understand that this is God, then God owns it. It's not no longer mine. It is ours. And the problem I'm going to break is not only where he always unsent me. The thing I got to break is this is not an individual thing. This is a collective thing. And until we learn to work together, quit being so petty. Quit being so fussy and quit trying to fight, then we won't be able to do what God wants us to do. If you want to win the loss, you got to let the loss in. If you want God to get his glory, you got to let the people in. You got to learn to work with somebody. Why do you think it's a church? Because if it was based on one, he didn't need everything else. But God is saying, I got enough room for everybody. God says, I can bless so much. Most of us live with half full blessings. Because you don't want abundance to overflow. Because to overflow in abundance, you got to be willing to go where God say go, and even if you don't understand it, you got to have enough faith and trust that God designed it under control. You want to invade your house? You start to get in your house, and you start to tell them and act like God wants you to hurt, and God starts blessing you not half cup. But with abundance, and God is gonna start to make people look at you, and you gotta be able to instead of damn up your blessing, what you gotta do is let that overflow continue to flow on down to touch somebody else's life. 
See, we got, we got to get out of this smallness. Because we have a big God. We got to get out of this. We can't do this. Because we got a big God. I think one of my greatest weaknesses is God keeps trying to use me and say, you keep dreaming big. And I keep saying, well, every time I dream big, I start to get big hassle. He said, don't you worry about the obstacle. Don't you worry about the persecution. Don't you worry about what they try to do to you. Because he said, this is what you got to learn to stand on scripture. God says, the battle is mine, not yours. You do what I tell you to do and lead a battle up to me. See, when life starts to come together and you start running around saying, God, why don't you do that for me? You don't want to hear what God really wants to tell you. God, why don't you do that for me? Because you wouldn't let me. God, why don't you do that for me? Because you listen to the devil tell you no. God, why don't you do that for me? Because you listen to what other people have to say. God, why don't you do that for me? Because you don't want to do the hard work, the discipline, and the sacrifice to do what I done told you to do. God, why don't you do that for me? Because, well, when I asked you to tithe, you wouldn't tithe. And I couldn't open up the windows of heaven in your life. God, why don't you do that for me? Because you was too afraid of the little stuff I done gave you. So you wouldn't let it go so that I could give you some more. God, why don't you do that for me? Because you won't let your cup be overflowed with what I need you to do. God, why don't you do that to me? Because your vision is only on you and not on me. God, why don't you do it for me? God is saying, I want to. But you got to overcome the obstacles. You got to overcome the barriers. And you got to live in the promises. When we get through with this new era, God has taken us beyond our wildest dreams. I'm going to push it. I'm going to demand it. And I'm going to trust him. He done done too much. And showed me too much. I don't know what you see. I don't know what you hear. But the things I do know is God has fulfilled his promises in my life. God has not disappointed me. And God has shown me too much of him. That no matter how bad things get, I just hold on to his unchanging hand. God, I serve, is a God of abundance. The God I 
professor done taught me that if my enemy is getting blessed, you just rejoice with your enemy. God, I serve that he says, no matter if you don't like them, if they still mine, you rejoice in what I'm doing in their life. The God I serve says, if you quit trying to be all about you and learn how to be like me, I can do great and marvelous things in your life. The God I serve is demon dividing, is demon breaking, has the power to overcome all things. The God I serve have not run out of miracles. They just begun. The God I serve has an answer to all my problems. If I just trust him a little bit more. The God I serve did not tell me to come over here and bow down. He said stand up and let my glory shine. The God I serve is still God. It's still God. High and lifted up. And his train has filled his temple. Oh, the God I serve is a God of abundance. And I can rejoice in what God done said. The God. Yes. Is it going to be hard? Oh, guarantee. Is it going to be difficult? You can just guarantee. Do I want to quit? Every time I got to look at it. But I, this is the only time you can use I. I. Because you're going to have to make it personal sometimes. Can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. If this is thy will, as Jesus said, thy will be done. So y'all gotta learn to pray as it is in heaven. So let it be on earth. But the only way it's going to be on earth is you got to fight for it. And miss, while we finna start a new era, this ain't a one-year thing. This is not a two-year thing. It's a whole new beginning. That's why your new beginning wasn't in the same place. He uplifted, uprooted everything and placed it on new ground. And when God does that, he says, you remember. Now I know if you know your Bible. He told the Israelites, remember not the past of what you did. He said, remember the God that delivered you out of Egypt. Miss Paul, you have moved on. And he done said to us, remember the God 
that has delivered you out of Egypt. And the biggest thing that we can rejoice about is he didn't fail you back then. He's got no failure now. And he ain't no failure in the future. And as we go, As we go forward, I don't know about you. I don't know what God has shown you. But I'm so excited about where I'm going. I'm so excited about where we're going. I'm so excited about where God is going. But in order to do that, to have that kind of excitement, you got to do like Martin Luther King said. I have seen the mountaintop. I have seen his glory. And I know that he's with me wherever I go. All I got to do is hatch on, latch on, grab on, hold on to what he is up to. One day, all of this, all of this, not this, all of this, all four acres and more is going to be ours. When I pass the key, the next person may take it even higher. But the key to it is you're not here by accident. You're here by the grace of God. And, and this is it. God is saying, see I'm going to teach you a little bit. God is saying this. So you think helping people is running out, giving them $5 and acting like your heart is good. But my good works this way. You build something that is the light of the world and let me draw them to the light. And then I will secure them where they will never hunger nor thirst ever again. Not due to the fact that you did something, but you did what I have asked you to do. And then the light will draw them instead of you being drawn by the light. Finally, if you was in Sunday school, where the misconception today is, why did God have Solomon build a temple? And the same thing that we're trying to destroy, God told Solomon to build a temple for two things. He said, David, build me the holy city. You're going to build me a place where I dwell. The second thing is, he said, I'm going to build it where the world will come to it. 
and see my glory. How did that apply to today? He said, little old Miss Paul, who think they so insignificant, if you do what I ask you to do, when the world look at you, they gonna see what I have done. And they gonna be attracted to what you help me do. And then it's gonna fill up. Because the darker the world gets, the more this place gonna light up.
this. When y'all start worshiping, worship a different way. When you start praying, pray a different way. When you start rejoicing, rejoice a different way. When you cry, cry a different way. When you let God have his way, you're going to do it a whole lot different. You're not going to do 2020 like this. The last 10 years going to change because of his glory. I'm so excited. And if you can't watch this, I'm going to show you a abundant cup. I got so much excitement, you can have some of mine. Oh, let me help you. If you're looking at life so dim, so hopeless, it's not knowing what's going to happen, you can use some of my excitement because the future of God is real. You don't think God can get you out of that job and give you a better job? You rejoice and watch what God does. If you don't like what He done got, you watch what God can do. If you want a new house, you start praising Him and following Him and watch what He does. Church and get these beautiful young people 
and get them to do what God done called them to do in the house of God. Yeah. Now hear me. What's eating these people up? Is they so busy trying to find their place in the world that they done forgot to find their place in God. They are determined to make a mark in the world. We need them to make a mark with God. And when they make a mark with God, they're going to make a mark in this world. Guarantee. So church, let's encourage them. Let's get them out. And let's say you have a home here. And God wants to use you. Not only was I for the single somebody out. Come here, baby. Yeah, you come in. You see this beautiful, wonderful, gorgeous child. Well, this beautiful child dances. Now she gonna be in nutcrackers and all that other stuff. But not only is she gonna dance out there, she gonna dance in here. This is what I know about God. The more she dancing here, she gonna change the dance out there. There's room for God's people. We can't shut them out. Let's make room for God's people. There's 26 spiritual gifts. That means more than 26 people got them. And when we use them correctly, they will manifest themselves in the building God's kingdom. Let's go. Let God. And welcome to a new era. is open. Whatever you're desiring right now, let the Lord have his way. As a matter of fact, if you don't do nothing else, come on, Jesus, your husband called you. Come on, the child is open. Come on, whatever you want. Come on, come on, come on. There's a couple of people who tell me, come on, come here. You come, Evelyn, come here. Evelyn.
hells that wish to come down for the newness of God in your life. The altar's open. If you want that newness, is out to deliver 
and I is out to give abundance and he's going to bless you not just now but God has not run out of blessings quit getting jealous of one another and rejoice when you see the glory of God working in everybody's life let us become a church of love let us become a church that is wanting to fellowship with whatever God wants us to have. Let each ministry grow and prosper. Let each person grow and prosper. Because I can do all things through Christ. Oh, I need you to say So I One more time we buy you. And now let the top of this church hear it. Jesus said you got one more level to go. Rattle the footsteps of heaven. Say it. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Those who will participate in the sacrament, the communion, please move forward in the sanctuary. Thank you for being obedient. <laughs>